is the Under Center Podcast. Hello and you're very welcome to the Under Center Podcast. Dara here with you and we are previewing week one of the NFL season after so many weeks and months. The NFL regular season is back. Um, we have a full slate of games and we're going to go through, I think, about two games each. Pick out our two two games that we think are uh, ones to watch this weekend, two each, and we will go through them um, and see the areas that are going to be the interesting parts of this game. Uh, we should mention as well, before we start this show and every show, this season is brought to you by the Backpage Pub in Dublin. That is the place to be for your NFL games every Sunday, including a NFL quiz every month with prizes included, a free pint on arrival if you book a table beforehand. Uh, and also, of course, there's tons of great drinks and food, including a hot wings challenge, which include prizes as well, if you can stand the heat. Joining me, I am delighted to welcome Fionn and Al. Lads, how are we? Are we excited for week one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, getting getting a bit giddy, anxious now for, for the Seahawks, seeing how they're doing. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. We're going to know real quick who's for real and who's not for real this <laughs> season, I feel like. There's a lot of it. More than any other preseason, I feel like every player, every commentator, every analyst we're talking to is like, oh, there's so many unknowns. I'm not sure about this. I'm not sure about that. So a lot of that is going to get solved really quickly in week one. If you're a guy you're not sure of, looks pretty poor in week one, you can be guaranteed he's not going to look much better in week six. So, yeah, I that's why I'm so intrigued by this first week of games. Yeah, week one is for always sure. a bit of a gut punch for, for some fan bases. They have their, they have their you know, expectations set real high and then they're brought back down to reality real quick. Well, that's it. And I, I, we mentioned it on another show as well. It is the, the time of year where every fan base, I guess, is that is most optimistic, where they think every team is going to run the table. And, you know, one thing that I see, and it, look, this is a pet peeve of mine. I'm going to get it out of the way at the start of the show. We've we've been running air predictions all week on our socials in terms of who's going to make the, you know, their playoffs and who's going to be standout player, who's going to be Super Bowl matchup, you know, which is all good. But you know the thing that I hate? I hate certain shows um, that give out the, you know, record that they think the teams are going to get. And I look at the records and almost every team is ending up above 500, which is not mathematically possible. I don't think they're going they, like that. Fion, I know you're, you're a person quite similar to this. You are a fields guy. You go by the eye test. Um, these guys go by the eye test, but they have to know there has to be some maths in it too. And just that's my pet peeve and getting it out of the way. I don't like it. It hurts my brain, um, and I can't afford to lose that many brain cells. Um, so just guys, come on, do better. That's all. That's just all I want. Just do better. Come on. We're all in the same boat here. We're all just trying to convince people we know about the game of football. Let's not give them any ammunition to show that we know absolutely fuck off. Well, look, sports fans and NFL <laughs> fans included are never necessarily rooted in reality. Are we really, Dara? I mean, we've had uh, several conversations about the about Washington, about Seahawks, and depending on which angle you come from, it's optimistic, it's pessimistic, it's anything you want it to be, except realistic, I would argue. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, and, and we'll see where our predictions land for this week one. And then obviously everyone can follow along our predictions uh, on the social media as well for the long, for the long season long predictions as well. 
Yeah, well, I guess we'll leave realism for the people in the NFL studios to get paid for this stuff. We'll 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 stay in the we'll stay in the uh, you know the optimistic s- stage of things. Um, yeah, I forgot about but those uh, predictions that we have to do out this year. That's going to be fun trying to do those images again this year. Did not miss that at <laughs> all. Um, Al, uh, I'm gonna let you go first now. What is the first game you're looking out for this weekend? And let's have a little bit of a chat about it. Well, I can't say the Seahawks because that's that's a bit of a. Well, we've done a Seahawks preview this week. That's why. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I like the Jags and Colts game. Um, you know, I, I really want to see how Richardson gets on. He's obviously going to be starting. Um, I think the Colts got some good players in the draft. I think they still have a lot to fix on that team. Um, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a pretty one-sided game. The Jags looked really good last year. And they've only built on that. I really like their draft. Um, but I, I really want to see how Anthony Richardson does. Um, in preseason, he actually looked ahead of where people were expecting him to. Um, some of the throws that Anthony Richardson made, I mean, the, there was one, he hit his receiver in the hands, but he threw it too hard. So it just bounced off the receiver's hands. Um, I, I think it'll be a fun game to watch. Um, one-sided, but I, I think this is going to be a fun game to watch, and it'll be a good, good test for the Colts to see kind of where they are um, in relation uh, to to kind of where they should be. Yeah, bang on as well. And I think it'd be interesting to see for the Jaguars as well, right? Everyone has them predicting to be at least competing for the division uh, championship this year. I think I'd. It's, I have reservations, but I think it's going to tell us a little bit. Like you said, I'm intrigued to see what Richardson can do. It'll give us a bar of how much better the Colts have got over the offseason. And then I think it's a must win for the Jags, right? You set your stall out early, you get the first win done and dusted and don't have any any major issues or major flaws show up on tape. And that's the best you can ask for, right? So that's what I'm expecting out of this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm worried already for the Colts and I'm kind of worried for... Richardson, um, he's got nothing to throw to. He's got, you know, no one in the backfield to rely on either with Jonathan Taylor, obviously going to be out for the first four games at least. You know, the the team has not really done much to, you know, make his transition from college to the NFL, you know, as seamless and as easy as possible, considering... I think was he only played 13 games in college his whole career too. So he actually hasn't got that many, you know, snaps as you would like probably coming into the NFL season. Um, yes, he looked good in preseason, but preseason is a totally different beast to, you know, the NFL, um, actual NFL, and especially coming up against uh, the, the Jags in, a, you know, a divisional matchup to start off to. The Jags that are buoyed by, you know, by last season, the fact that they obviously came back in that playoff win against the Chargers. Obviously, they, they lost in the divisional round against the Chiefs in a in a close one too. Um, Doug Peterson is doing really, really good things there. Uh, Trevor Lawrence took the step up last year, expected another step up this year. And one one name as well that, that we haven't mentioned about the Jags coming back and I think is going to be so dangerous this year and it pisses me off that I've missed out on him on so many of my fantasy leagues this year. It's Calvin Ridley. He is going to be, I think, I don't know if technically 
you can class him as comeback player of the year because he was banned. He wasn't. Well, they gave know, it to Gino. All he did was be shy. Yeah, but see, Gino, Gino <laughs> wasn't banned. Uh, Gino just didn't play. Yeah, but Gene, but I'm, I mean, in the sense, like, I don't know you can be classed if you come back from a ban and you do really well. Um, but to be fair, I think Demar Hamlin, if he plays any sort of snaps for the Bills, yeah. is instantly comeback player of the year anyway yeah. this year. Um, but yeah, he's going to be so dangerous. And the offense itself with Travis Etienne, and now they got Tank Bigsby as well, who I think is going to be a really good compliment. And, you know, hopefully Trayvon Walker was the number one pick last year. He disappointed probably in, in, in the grand scheme of things last season. Hopefully he makes a step up. But, you know, that... That Jags team has actually sneakily good and going to the Colts against a, a Colts offense that, you know, was Alex Pierce and you know I know they got Josh Downs in there in the draft in the second or third round. He's not guaranteed to hit the ground running though either, and you know you got Zach Mossager running back. It's just I don't know. I, I just I don't have a good feeling for the Colts in this one. Yeah, and I I completely forgot um, about Jonathan Taylor uh, when you were mentioning him there. I just. The way the Colts have handled that, uh, well, the, the, the way Jim Irsay has handled that, I mean, he says he can't afford him, he doesn't want to pay him. Then he goes, spends $20 million trying to save a whale that died, as far as I know. Um, he did die. And, I shouldn't laugh that he died, but like the fact that he's spending yeah, that money and, on that. And like, then Jim Irsay very loudly proclaiming that running backs have no value and that if both of them died, they wouldn't be remembered. <laughs> and then simultaneously asking for a first round pick and Jalen Waddle from the Dolphins. Like it's it's a comedy show over there, the way they've handled that. Yeah, yeah, messy stuff. My uh first game of the week choice is gonna be quite predictably the Washington Commanders. We get kicked off against the Arizona Cardinals. I'm intrigued about this for two things. One, obviously, it's a great test of Sam Howell. It's the first time we're going to see him play truly competitive football. Uh, and I think the commanders, in the same way my opinion was swayed for the Jaguars, I think the commanders have to come out and win this game and win it convincingly. And the offense has to look dynamic. I think that has to be the goal for the game. It's going to be a real test of, where the commanders are and then as you phase back from that so a win in general fine that's a nice start and then a lot would be catastrophic and we all go back into our bunkers as commanders fans and get ready for next season and decide which quarterback is going to be in place maybe ryan fitzpatrick will come back and do another little stint for us i don't know uh, and then on the flip side i think it's the inverse of the colts right we're saying how much better did the colts get and i think this season now in this first game we're looking how much worse are the Cardinals going to be? All the talk is tanking. Uh, and this first season, it's very hard for professional athletes to tank. But this is going to be, this first game of the season is going to be a true test of truly how bad the Cardinals intend to be. Well, intentionally or unintentionally, how they will play this season. So that's why I picked it out. Not just because I'm a Commanders fan. I do think there's some interesting storylines going along uh, in that game that will set the tone for both teams for the season going forward. Yeah, I, I really like the, the commanders. Um I mean they, they do have they do have a lot of uh, talent. Um they have Terry McLaren, they have Jayon Dotson, which I think can have a good year this year. Um if there's you know even halfway decent uh, quarterback play. Um they have, you know, really 
really good defensive line. I think, you know, even though they're getting a lot of, you know, praise for their defensive line, I think it's still underrated. Um, and then, and then the Cardinals, I mean, what a mess, you know, without, without Kyler, uh, like they, they have Josh Dobbs and, uh, who is it that they won't, uh, you know, name a Clay- quarterback? Clayton Toon. Yeah. Like they, they won't name a quarterback for like competitive advantage for week one. Like, <laughs> but that was so funny. I don't want to give on, the man. other team a competitive advantage. Come on. It doesn't matter who stumped. you start. You're going to get stumped. The commanders could walk out without a quarterback and you're still going to get stumped. Like, just another embarrassing team. Yeah. Um, I was going to mention that Jonathan Gannon quote. It, 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 oh, I, I don't know why, but I feel like this game for the commanders is a lot bigger um, than people are making out to be. Um, and for that, for the reasons why I'll explain now, they obviously they have this game at home in front of the crowd with their new ownership. I think it's a sellout now as well. Um, there's so much expectation on this team. In turn now, so much expectation on Sam Howell. Um, like you win this game then you can start the season on a great note. You don't win this game. You're going to Denver after it, which I know, Fionn, you're not an easy game, despite, you know, who's the quarterback there. But we don't know what Sean Payton has done with this team in the offseason. Then you're at home to the Bills, which obviously is a very tough game as well. And then you're away to Philadelphia. So realistically... Not realistically, but there is a, a chance that if you don't win that first game against Arizona, you could go all four in those first four weeks. And then you're at home to Chicago where that would put even more um, pressure on the team. Um, we, I know we're joking about the, the Cardinals and stuff like that and um, that they're, they're tanking and stuff, and which, which they might be, um, you know, subconsciously or, or consciously. We don't know, but I just, I don't know. I just, I, I think that it's the best opponent and the worst opponent for the card, for the commanders to have week one field. Yeah. And like I said, it, the commanders have to look dynamic as well, right? With this, if the Cardinals team come out and play poorly, you have to give, uh, you have to take that advantage and take that opportunity to settle and bet in this new offense. If indeed it exists, and get Sam Hell settled, get the offense more explosive, and hone in, treat it like a, a true preseason game where everyone needs to sharpen up a little bit. Uh, because like you said, the next run of games is not easy, and it's not about winning. I think the expectation should be for the commanders to win, but what the hope is, or the goal for the game, has to be a win, and clear, clean, decisive offense that moves quickly, that stresses the Cardinals out and that does not let the Cardinals gain anything defensively. And I don't necessarily mean no no good plays, but for them to come off, watch that tape and say, man, we really couldn't do anything particularly effectively against this offense because the commanders are going to need it going forward. And it's not the same level of competition, but if you don't have it at that low level, it, 
I, you have to believe, right, that confidence is low in this offense, especially given the talent, most of which was there last season, except under center. So I think in that way, it's about managing expectations, growing egos a little bit and growing uh, a play style that can really put pressure on more advanced defenses and, and higher level of skill. So that's why I'll be watching very carefully how the offense performs, not just necessarily the scoreline that goes up or the final W. Is Chase Young back? Uh, you know, I actually don't know. I don't think he will be available for this game. Jesus. That is some. That is serious in terms of his injury. He didn't play a snap at all last year, did he either? No, I think uh, if memory serves me right, he played a, a couple of snaps last season. I don't, I don't remember super clearly, to be honest. But yeah, uh, I don't know. Nothing I've heard. I, they're expecting him to have to come back and play well. Obviously, there's a lot of pressure on him. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. I'll have to double check if he's going to be available week one. Okay. All right. Um, right. My first game I'm looking at this week is going to be the number one overall pick, and that is Bryce Young um, traveling to Atlanta to take on the Falcons in an NFC South matchup. Um, I'm looking at it because a lot of people, um, and I'm not going to suggest who on this show has suggested that the Falcons could actually go all the way and win the division this year. No chance. Um, and Desmond I don't know why, why they think they can do that with Desmond Ritter as your quarterback. Um, also, I know it's been cool. He got a new number change. And I know, like, at what stage are we going to say that Kyle Pitts is a bust as well? Ah, you know? I, I, but seriously, of, not living up to expectations. I think he's plenty dangerous. But I don't think he takes a few outcome. years as well. Like typically, you know, you're not you're not always going to get your, you know, Travis Kelsey's, and even he took a couple of years to to really get to I, where he is. And you it need takes the bulk of age for... as well. Like he yeah. came out as a kind of a big wide receiver body type. I think it takes a while to transition that. But look, he's certainly not Jamar Chase, and I think the expectation was when he came out that he would be the equivalent to Jamar Chase only at tight end. He didn't live up to that. But yeah, for me, it's like Desmond Ritter. Like. What did he do last year? And why are you expecting him to be so much better this year? Exactly. It... <laughs> the the so, Panthers aren't going to look any good this year either. Yeah, like it's it's so that was me. <laughs> I I picked uh, I picked the Falcons to win the division, and it's not because I think the Falcons. I think they'll be better than people are giving them credit for, but it's just because the NFC South is cheeks, for lack of a better word. It's an awful division. Like anyone could win, and I just think Falcons have some actually good talent there. They have Drake London. They have some, you know, uh, talent on the offensive line. Bijan Robinson is going to come in and be really good. Tyler Algier was really good last year, um, and and they do have some pieces on defense. Do I think they're going to even compete in the playoffs? No, but the NFC South is terrible it's it's one of the worst divisions if not the worst in football right now uh so that's that's why it's it's not because i think they're an amazing team i just think it's because that division is awful okay now without looking it up can either of you tell me who's the backup quarterback in atlanta is it uh 
Heineke. That's it. Taylor Heineke. The I mean, world star backup, you got to say. He's world, the best world star you want. backup. Never going to compete, but when he gets in, I mean, he's not going to lose every game of the season. He'll, he'll scrap for you. He's got his limitations, but... It's definitely fun with him in... in... <laughs> Uh, on no. their center, maybe Fallen not for the fan base, but for everyone else watching it, I think it's fun at times. But what week do you give it until they make that change of Desmond Ritter for four? Tyler Heineke, week four, yeah, I think. Ali, you a Taylor Heineke, uh, skeptic or believer, or are you more in the Desmond Ritter's gonna make a camp? If both your quarterbacks are terrible, just stick with one, stop pretending one's better than the other, just let one kind of see if you can get a rhythm in it. Because you saw that exact same thing with the commanders. I mean, just fucking revolving door of quarterbacks. And then Ron Rivera comes out this year. So I didn't know that uh, Sam Hill was that good. Should have played him more last year. <laughs> well, look, like, I don't think there's any, any problem leaving him there. But yeah. Pick I, a quarterback, stick with him. Stop, stop changing the quarterback. That's, that's just going to make things worse. Right. Week six. The Falcons play at home to the Commanders. That's when Taylor Heineke is going to start. <laughs> That's it. The Heineke Revenge Tour begins at home <laughs> against the Commanders in Week Six. That's what I. That's what I'm I going know. for. He might be at the helm before that. <laughs> Fully warmed well, up and ready to go. Before that, they have obviously Carolina on uh, Week One. Then at home to Green Bay, away to Detroit, at home to Jacksonville. Or no, sorry, it's a home game technically in Jacksonville, but it's one of the London games. Um, and then at home to Houston. And then, yeah, that week six matchup against the Commanders. Um, oh, that'd be good. I think that'd be good if you get a, get him under center there for sure um, for for that game. Um, Al, it swings right down back to you. What's the second so... game you're looking out for this week? Next game I'm looking at, a um, bit of a surprising one, but it's it's mainly for one team, is uh, Bucks at Vikings. Um, so, again, I think this is going to be a pretty one-sided game. I think uh, the Vikings are going to go in to this game and, uh, you know, embarrass the Bucks, uh, to, to be honest. Um, I think, I mean, with, with, with the addition... Of um, I keep getting the receivers mixed up. It was Addison to the Vikings, wasn't it? I mm-hmm. think I think Addison um, with Jefferson and uh, the the tight end that they again forgetting his name. <laughs> they just signed to the Hawkinson. big deal, Hawkinson. And um, they they have a good defense as well. Not amazing. They they certainly had their weaknesses last year, but they were good enough. Um, you know, I I think. And and Kirk Cousins as well, he's he's never going to be a world beater, you know. And you know, it, I I remember, <laughs> I remember it's a bit uh, of an understatement, having, Al. I remember having some uh, pretty scathing comments about him last year in a couple games. But uh, I mean, they're good enough um, where they'll be competitive. Um, whereas you, you have the Bucks, who whether they like it or not, they're in rebuild now, you know. They've lost a ton of talent. They still have some players who are injured. You know, their their defense is up in the air. Um, you know, Devin White, uh, he he requested a trade. He doesn't really want to be there. Uh, Vita Vea, 
he's 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 still very good, but he wasn't like dominant like he had been. And then their offense is, you know, yeah. And Mike Evans wants to leave now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they're kind of getting there with the uh, contract, but we'll see about that. Um, and then you know the the main position, you know, you have another just awful quarterback room. Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. Like, you're getting nowhere with those. Mayfield was awful when he played last year. Awful. One of the worst in the league. And Kyle Trask was about the same. The books aren't doing it this year. Um, and this is going to be a really one-sided game. But I'm just going to be watching because I really want to see this uh, Vikings offense. And especially Jefferson and Addison. I think they're going to be ones to watch. I don't know. Do you not think it could struggle without a run game, given that they don't really have any established running back at the moment? Matheson seems to be the the favorite to be the starter, but we don't know much about him. And the fact that Kirk Cousins definitely thrives under a play-action offense, if that run game doesn't threaten people, do you think they could actually struggle regardless of the two boys they have outside? I don't know if it's if we're going to see, as you said, they do have a tight end now and with two wide receivers it's a lot of danger in the air. Do you think maybe a philosophy change? But I don't know. I mean, my my question, as you guys always know, is can can Kirk Cousins get it done when it really needs to? Not during the regular season as he puts together wins. He can certainly do that. But we've seen him time and time again. Playoffs, winning your in, these kind of scenarios – can he get it done? And in those kind of scenarios, you need a very well-rounded game because a lot of the time, it doesn't matter what your opponent's record is, there's extra energy, extra pressure on those games, both from the opposition and in your own dressing room. And that can play as much of a part as anything else. So when your team's not rounded, you don't have somewhere to hang your hat on like they did in the running game to really set teams up. I don't know if Cousins has it in him. And again, certainly biased, I'll fully admit that. But that's, that's how I see if there is going to be a struggle in this first game that's where it's really going to be interesting to see how that run game looks. If that goes off 100 yards in the first half, then we know that game's going to be a blowout for sure. Yeah, I I think uh, I think you're right, mostly. Um, I mean, I, I do think Kirk is better than people give him credit for, but, like, he is a bit of a baller. Like, you know, big times last year. I still remember that game last year. Like, you know, Playoffs on the line, game on the line. You know, it's third or fourth and whatever it was. And he throws the fucking ball behind the sticks, like, you know, and then, you know, immediately tackled for a loss. Mm. It's just, he does make some stupid mistakes. I, the run game isn't a huge concern. Matheson's fine. Um, and then they have uh, Miles Gaskin, I think. Um, he, he's all right. Um but yeah, 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 you are right about uh, about uh, cousins for the most part. Well, look, yeah, I like my... Madison. Sorry, no, I was just gonna say I like Madison. I think any time that Dalvin Cook was injured last few years, Madison has come in and he's been quite serviceable. I think he's done quite well. Um, mm-hmm. Look, the you, with the additions that they have and having someone like Jefferson there and having Jordan Addison there now as well to sort of take up the the second receiver spot. You know this team is going to be a pass-first team. And just to have someone there that can lighten the load with the running back in terms of, like, if they have a gap, he's going to hit it and he's going to get those yards, that's fine. He doesn't need a world beater running back to be there for sure. Um, Actually, one 
sneaky. I was just having a, a look at their uh, depth chart and, and their defense is kind of sneaky good looking. You know, uh, Daniel Hunter's back this year. They brought in Marcus Davenport from the Ra- or from the the Saints and free agency. Um, one person Al that you really like that they have there, Ivan Pace that they drafted. Um, Harrison Phillips is a really really good run defender. Um, and then obviously with the experience of Harrison Smith in the backfield, um, they brought in Byron Murphy from the Cardinals this off season two to replace the um the retiring. I think he's retired anyway at this stage. Um, Patrick Peterson. So I think they have a sneakily good defense. Um, it's all going to come down to, to the quarterback play, though. Um, and if Kirk is going to be able to, you know, actually perform to the way that we expect him to. But we've had so many years of being disappointed by him. I don't know if we're the stupid ones at this stage for expecting anything different. Yeah, yeah. But my second game for this uh, this weekend is going to be the Texans-Ravens. I think for me, in a similar way, it's going to be how are the Ravens' offense going to look? They've got OBJ, they've got Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews coming back. And then what does that running game look like? J.K. Dobbins uh, is going to be there. I believe he's still banged up, though. I don't know if he's full go from week one i'll have to double check no that, he is but... he's all right he's all okay right. well that should be well, he better be, be i've drafted him <laughs> <laughs> well, that should be interesting to see i think he's a super talented running back so i think if they can get that going it'll be interesting to see what kind of response lamar jackson has after signing that big contract uh, i think he will want to try and prove his arm through the air but we know how well that went the last time he did it and that's not ironic that he set out a stall i think was it Last year or the year before, he had like 400-something yards on the on the Bengals or something, I believe. Uh, or maybe it was the Cardinals. But he, he set out his stall early, and he really proved that the arm talent is there and it is improving year on year. On the other side of things, it's very intriguing to me who the Texans are. We're not hearing, or at least I'm not hearing, too much about being in the kind of basement with the Rams and the, the Cardinals, who seem to be out-and-out bottom feeders this season. And then CJ Stroud, I've heard nothing about him in terms of the young quarterbacks. Certainly heard more about Young, more about Richardson. Uh, and so CJ Stroud is a little bit unknown to me. It It is more often than not a serious struggle for these young quarterbacks when they come into franchises that are not prepared to take them on. And I mean that in a talent side of things, in a roster talent, I think these players get nurtured and can perform really well when there's lots of talent around. I think we saw that in in a certain sense in the Bengals, whereas maybe the talent wasn't jump off the page, but it certainly fitted what they needed um, Burrow to do in his first year. I don't think the Texans are set up to do that for CJ Stroud. So it's going to be really interesting to see what kind of performance he can cobble together, if at all. And then for us to get an idea of where the Texans are, whether they are drifting down to that kind of bottom three race to the bottom, or if they'll maybe hold some water this year and, and, surface somewhere around the mid-pack by the end of the season. Al, do you want to talk about that first? You're on mic. Uh, yeah, sorry. had to cough. Um, yeah, I, I do... <laughs> I do uh, I do like the, uh, the Ravens. I think they're going to be a really good team this year. They've made some really nice additions um, and one I really like in Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham. I think um, 
Lamar Jackson will have no shortage of weapons to to go to. Mark Andrews as well, as you mentioned them. Um, you know, one or two question marks in their defense, but they're still, you know, they're they're good enough. Um, where I think they'll be able to be a competitive team this year. Um, yeah, yeah, I like I like the Ravens um, in this game. Okay. Um, for the the Texan side of things, I I I know they've had a lot of change. Um, I really like the the hire of D'Amico Ryan's as the head coach. I think that's a move, a good, very good move. That he's had a really good time in San Francisco, um, running that defense. You know, they CJ Stroud was obviously the big one, but obviously they had the very next pick afterwards, in which they got Will Anderson. It's going to be our first time seeing him in a, a regular season NFL game. Let's see if he's going to live up to the hype as well. Um, where I was saying with the likes of Anthony Richardson doesn't have the people to pass to or doesn't have the people backing him up in 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 Indianapolis. I think with CJ Stroud, he does. He has, you know, Damian Pierce um and Devin Singletary as as his running backs. Um of course Damian Pierce coming off a really, really good rookie season, hopefully to push on. You've got you know uh, the experience of Robert Woods um, and uh, Noah Brown in the wide receiver room. Tank Dell, who they uh, drafted as well, seemingly has a good relationship um, with CJ Stroud. Uh, John uh, John Meeky is going to be uh, finally starting his NFL career after it was taken away from him last season due to illness. So it'd be interesting to see how he gets on. They gave the big money to Dalton Schultz in the tight end position who had a great uh, few seasons just across the way there in Dallas with the, with the Cowboys. Um, And then obviously they have, you know, some really good pieces on, on defense. I mentioned Will Anderson, um, you know, we'll have to see with the likes of Derek Stingley coming into his second year after having a fantastic first year. And Jalen Pierre as in the free safety position had a fantastic season last season too. Um, they're a little light um, up front. Um, I think that they need to get a few more depth pieces in. Um, they seem a little light on the defensive side of things. So we'll, we'll have to see how that gets on. But I don't think, like, I, I'm not expecting them to challenge for a division I'm not expecting them to make a playoffs but I'm expecting them to be a lot more competitive than they were last season um, and I think that they can make life difficult for Lamar Jackson this Sunday for sure not so much that they might win the game but definitely that they might make a good account of themselves yeah no they they have they have some talent there for sure um like I think they do have a good future um and, the, you know, they may surprise people this year, but uh, to your point, Fionn, actually earlier, you hadn't heard much about um, CJ Stroud. All I've seen um, was from his uh, first preseason game, and he struggled. And they kept him out there for a while, and he continued to struggle. Um, which, you know, as you said, the rookies, you know, very few rookies come in, very few rookie QBs come into the league and just, you know, start dealing. You know that's that's just not the way it works. It's it's the highest paid and it's the most complicated uh, position, um, for a reason. So, I think I think it'll take a while, if not you know the year. I think they should let them get the snaps, um, but I, I wouldn't expect much from Stroud this year. Yeah, um, and I think also 
Um, I just seen there that's confirmed that's going to be Josh Dobbs. So you have your competitive advantage now, fueling for the Commanders on Sunday. <laughs> so you know who you're coming up against. You can get ready for Josh Dobbs. Um, moving on to the last game that we're having a look at this uh, week, and for me, it's going to be the Raiders against the Broncos in Denver. For me, I'm looking at it. I'm going to see which team is the biggest dumpster fire in the AFC West this year. Um, obviously, the, the problems that the Broncos had last year. Um, now they have a new head coach, Sean Payton. Sean Payton became a little bitchy, you could say, um, giving out about former coaches and how it's a shit show and... You know, doing that thing that you shouldn't really do when you're a coach is giving out about other coaches and stuff, you know. Um, then he said, he what? I'm sorry, I was still in my um, pundit mode or something like that when he was talking, which is complete bullshit. But he was just, you know, giving out. I'm guessing he's giving out because he has his hair pulled out by the fact that the team is, is terrible. I think he told Russell Wilson to stop fucking kissing babies or something like yeah, that <laughs> as well. Um, he told his team in his la- on their lack of discipline because, remember, they had the most penalty yardage against uh, it, uh, ruled against them last year that they said that if you make a mistake, you're going running around the facility. I think a lot of lads are doing a lot of laps at the moment. It just, it's, not, it's not sounding great at the moment coming out of Denver. It's not sounding like, oh, Champagne's coming. He's getting every getting everybody right. We're doing everything that we should be doing last year. I think we're gonna have a great. No, it's like, oh no, we're we're still terrible. It doesn't matter who comes in as coach. The players are just terrible. Um, then on the Raiders, oh, the Raiders. You know, you mess over your uh, running back. You know, you don't get you don't extend him and give him his fifth year option you said you're not going to do that then you won't give him a massive contract you let him go and test the market then you realize you don't have a running back and like okay here you go here's a pay rise for you buddy just to stay with us for another year and then you have jimmy g jimmy g spends most of the offseason injured because of a shoulder injury that they didn't really actually do their homework on before um signing him to a massive contract um just this week, Chandler Jones can't get into the facility now when they're contacting his ex-girlfriend from like five years ago or something like that. Um, you know, players are saying that they're not going to play for the GM or the head coach. Like, it's a complete shit show coming out of Vegas at the moment. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if you're going to make everything right by Sunday. I don't know if, especially in that AFC West division where you're going up against the... Chiefs and the uh, Chargers got two times a year as well. Like the this could be long seasons for both these teams, and it's just it's not great looking at the moment. No, yeah. I feel like that orb LED screen building they have there in Vegas is certainly doing a wincing, squinting type eyeball as opposed to a wide open, excited eyeball at the moment. It I broke think it's because it got be... wet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I mean they built it in Las Vegas they probably didn't necessarily need to account for that eventuality uh, <laughs> one in a kind of 20 year problem that they're going to have but uh, hey look there's plenty of money floating around Vegas I'm, I'm sure it's easily fixed but uh, yeah I think I think you're right there I don't have much to add other than it's going to be who's worse off after two pretty suspicious off seasons I personally wanted to be the Broncos because the amount of bullshit that was coming out about how it was definitely certainly going to be turned around and also my personal passion 
that uh, Russell Wilson has truly left the cliff and probably the ground is now at this point is rapidly approaching. Uh, I would also like to see that come to fruition. But yeah, I agree with you. It's two, two poor teams that are looking to find out how poor they're going to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think it's pretty clear in my mind who's like the Raiders are are, are the worst team in that division right now for various reasons, but like mainly like I know none of us here are the biggest fans of Derek Carr, but Jimmy G is not better than Derek Carr. First of all, that offensive line is awful. Uh, They lost a bunch of weapons there. They don't have, um, I know they do have uh, um receiver. They have Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, uh, but they lost Darren Waller um, and yeah. a couple of other guys. Their defense, to say it's suspect, is is being a bit generous. Um, like at least the Broncos have like some players. If if Russ, like I don't think Russ is going to make a huge jump back, but you know, best case scenario, if he can, you know, manage the offense and you know be be serviceable and stop escaping from perfectly good pockets. Um, you know, they, they have the talent there, you know. The problem is the receivers can't stay healthy, but you know, if if they could, and then their defense, like they, they actually have a really good defense, they have really good pieces there in the defense, and Pat Sertan is, you know, a top three corner in the league, and he's not three. Um, you know, so I, I think I don't think the Broncos are gonna, you know, challenge the Chiefs or the Chargers, but I think it's pretty clear that uh they are in a much better position than the Raiders right now. They are. Uh, I'm just looking, yeah, at some of their the names. Like, they do have some good pieces. They actually signed Frank Clark. I didn't know they signed Frank Clark. Yeah. Um, um, the, uh, and the playoff wonder. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you'll have to worry about that this year. Um, but, yeah, no, it's just it's it's going to be tough for these two teams. Um I, like I said, I do think the Raiders are in slightly worse position um, than the Broncos, but it's not by a lot. <laughs> it's not. It's not by a lot at all. Um, but look, that's their six games that we're looking at this week. Um, obviously, there's plenty of other ones to look at. We could have mentioned, you know, um, Aaron Rodgers' debut this week as well. Oh, away is he at home to the Bills or away to the Bills? I think he's at home to the Bills. In the Monday Night Football, um, I you know, can't wait the... for the Jets to be terrible again. <laughs> it's just like it's so annoying. It's the same thing with the Broncos. It's it's just like stop overhyping these teams. Mm. Like and especially with Aaron Rodgers, he's thirty nine. Like and he was horrible last year. Like if he was good last year, then yeah, but he was horrible with his hand picked yeah. receivers. You know, like come on. Come on. The same ones that followed him over to New York as well. Yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, like I had to I, I, I started watching the new Hard Knocks series. And to be fair, since probably the you know the one that they did with the Rams and the Chargers together a couple mm. of years ago during COVID. COVID one. That was that I did I that was the last one I probably watched fully through and I had to force myself to do it. It's just it hasn't been great the last few years. And I just I couldn't stand with how much they were drooling over Aaron Rodgers in those first few episodes for Hard Knocks. I could I only watched the first two, um, 
And like the even flying out the the guy that narrates it, Liv Schreiber, to come out mm. because Aaron Rodgers now plays for the Jets. But like, could be Aaron Rodgers now that he plays for the Jets. And it's like, dude, he's like you said, he's 39. He played awful last year. What are you expecting? Like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think I I think Robert Sala is in a lot of trouble if they if he's putting up all of his eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket, which mm. he looks like he is doing. I think there's gonna be trouble there. Um, this year, and especially with the New York media scrutinizing everything that Rogers does, Whew, there's going to be there's going he's going to he's going to lose his head one week, and I can't wait for it. But look, as we're wrapping up this edition of the show, Al Fionn, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Enjoy week one, and look, enjoy the next two weeks because I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be out sunning myself in Lanzarote. <laughs> so nice. nice. Um, I, I think I, I, the show is going to be in very capable hands. I have no doubt about that. Um, but yeah, I'm my out of office is going to be on. I'm going to have to find somewhere in Lanzarote that shows the NFL, which I'm sure I will. I'm sure I'll find somewhere. Every, all of them have Sky Sports, so if you just want Sky Sports from me, I'll be happy. But um, that's where we're going to wrap up this edition, this edition of the show. If you are looking for somewhere to watch the NFL this Sunday, there is no better place to go to than the Backpage Pub in Dublin. That is who we are partnering with this year. Um, they are going to have Red Zone on the TVs. They're going to have the main Sky Sports games on the TVs as well. They're going to have a pub quiz this Sunday, especially yours truly. The Under Center Podcast are going to be hosting it. So make sure you're there for that. Prizes included for the winners. You're going to have great food. You're going to have great drinks. You're going to get a free drink when you arrive if you book your table online before Sunday. So make sure you do that. Free point of Budweiser. Um, also, like I said, they're going to have a Hot Wings Challenge as well. There's going to be a lot of events coming up throughout the year. We're really excited to be partnering up with them in such a great location with such great food, drinks, and hospitality as well. But until next time, stay safe, enjoy the games, and we'll see you soon.